world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that free and forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. What is it? Day 150 of 15 days to slow the curve. Yeah, we're doing fine. We're doing great. He will never, ever, ever let that gym in Belmar, Attila's gym, open, by the way. The city council voted on uh, Tuesday night. They pulled their uh, business license. Pulled their license. Yep. Do they own that property, do you know? I believe it's a strip mall. I believe they rent. Huh. So uh, it's not going to stop, and uh, he's punishing all of the gyms because of this. I still don't know why he's punishing the restaurants, maybe because he's stupid. We're talking about the crown, the uh, emperor with no clue, uh, King Murphy. <laughs> emperor with <Yeah>. no clue. <laughs> yeah, Philip the Turd. The emperor has no, no clue. No clue. Philip the Turd. I like uh, that. Yeah, 150 days in lockdown. Economy is completely crippled. Uh, we have a, a one-branch government. We have a monarchy. Mm. The New Jersey State Supreme Court uh, voted unanimously to allow Murphy to borrow $9.9 billion. Which would, yeah, for the corona shortfall, which will equate to between 450 and $750 million a year interest payments. Mm. From for where? your children and grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so the gym is still closed. And, you know, remember when I was, I was toying with opening up in defiance of the crown? Well, yeah. This is exactly what could have happened. I would. It would have. It would have happened faster, though. Oh, much faster. Sure. Uh, and what might have really happened, which would have been bad, was I, my, belligerence, probably would have prevented all of the indoor ranges from opening. Yeah, maybe. And then I would have went from the tip of the spear to, to the, the bottom of, of the ass. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that would have um, been it. I walked in a range this morning, and Carl Palladino was like, oh, you're taping another hour for me to waste when I listen to it on Monday morning? <laughs> Love you, Carl. So, yeah, so he's really punishing the gym, and he's punishing all gyms, and he's still punishing restaurants. Uh, I still haven't eaten outside since Tracy's birthday, June 16th, where we went to DeNovo, because I refuse to eat outside 105-degree in humid weather. Yeah. It's just not my thing. I re- my heart goes out to all of these restaurants and all these businesses that are yeah. collapsing. But it's terrible. Well, this is the road to uh, socialism. Yeah. And this is not just ha- – it's interesting, too. I had this discussion uh, with a couple of folks last night about this is not happening just in the U.S. This is happening – it's very interesting. I mean, from, a, from my perspective, this has never been done – before uh, from a public health standpoint and there's really never been the things that are being done right now are kind of ass backwards <laughs> and have never been done in the history of 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 all public health dumb uh they've never uh quarantined uh healthy people that's not how it's done mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you look at who's behind all the countries that have been crushed uh, and you see George Soros pop up all the time, and you no. see our buddy Bill Gates pop up all the time. No, yeah. really? Yeah. So you know you're going to hear a one of the one of the guys uh, was saying you're going to hear uh, a lot about this term that they're using right now. You started here bandied about uh, called the Great Reset, and he said when you hear that term, run like hell because that is the National Socialists. Uh, plan for what has been going on. I mean, the, the, you know, um, all around the world. And the only country not cooperating is Sweden. And they are doing so much better than everybody else. So odd, huh? 
Yeah, well, I mean, they've got a really good uh, head epidemiologist, and um, he basically did what should have been done. Uh, it's common sense. This is a this is a plain Jane kind of pandemic. It's not uh, something horrible, horrible, horrible where there's very high death rates. You've got a zero point one to a zero point two percent death rate um, that we know now, and it's still not all played out. So I would imagine it would be probably that or below that. Uh, when it all washes out and we learn 10 years from now what it really was. But so, again, it's a coronavirus, so, you know. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all screwed. I mean, I can't wait to go back out to eat again. Uh, when the fall hits, I will, go, uh, I will go to outdoor dining. I'm not going to outdoor dining now. I yeah. mean, I'm just not. And then what I happens when the winter hits? You oh, then, they're, then they're screwed. Then they're screwed. <clears throat> Uh, you know, it's just that this is what the crown wants and this is what the crown shall have, okay? And there's really no getting around it. So we're all screwed. Gyms are going to be screwed once the weather starts to, uh, you know, get um, cold. I don't know how they're going to do outdoor training. I don't. You know? I honestly don't know how they're going to sustain. Uh, how do you stay? They've been closed since March. I don't know how you could possibly sustain that that level of of uh, no no money. They, what the gyms? Yeah. Well, they're doing one on ones, and a lot of gyms are dragging, like New Jersey High Intensity. All the gyms that I use, they're all they're all dragging equipment outside every day. They're all dragging equipment outside every day. Yeah, my gym my gym is not, and and it's too big, and they're in a they're in a, uh, a pretty large strip mall, but the I don't and and they own i think about five or six gyms i i just don't know how they sustain how the hell you sustain any of it you know uh, and a lot of people are propped up you know and uh you know with financial help or whatever but that's all going to diminish oh, of it's course. all it, you know it's yeah. it's all and we're, we're done i mean people don't realize this is so far reaching and 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 murphy you know the emperor that has no clue doesn't really care and uh, I feel bad for the gym. Uh, a lot of people have gone down there and supporting them at all of these court proceedings and everything. But, you know, the problem is it, it's impossible to beat the government because they have unlimited financial right. resources. And our money. Our money. They're using your money, our money. against you. Our money. So, uh, you know, um, I don't know where this is going to turn out, but it's really, really not good. So uh, my teaser I did for the show today, something very important that I wanted to talk about was, uh, and I've mentioned this for the last six, seven, or eight shows, but uh, we all need to awaken the newbies, you know, so we've been shown what happens in New Jersey. So the New Jersey Supreme Court is all on Murphy's side. The legislature, legislative branch is completely run with a supermajority of Democrats, and they also have the executive branch. So... All our protesting, all our bitching, all our moaning, all our screaming will not do anything. Okay? The only time, the only way we can fix it now in New Jersey is obviously at the ballot box, right? Which maybe this excessive lockdown will help us. You so, think so? I don't know, Sandy. Here's a couple of things. We do have a good perfect storm here. We have many business owners and non-public sector workers that have been trampled on the past six months during this lockdown and maybe some of them are wakening up and then we have the tens of thousands of new gun owners so what i wanted to talk about today is you know we have all the groups uh, out there reaching out anjrpc cnjfo nj2as nra you know, for New Jersey, we're, we're all out there doing our best uh, to get more people into the fold. But everybody listening to the show and going out three times removed or whatever, we need to reach out to our friends, family, co-workers, and we need to tell them, listen, so you got your gun. Hopefully you're getting some training or I'm taking you to the range or whatever. But did you see how hard the process was? Did you see what you have to go through? Did you see how the media has been lying to you all these years that you just can't walk into a gun store and buy an Uzi and a couple of Molotov cocktails and, you know, uh, tracer rounds or whatever? <laughs> we, we need to tell those people, all right, now is the time. And, you know, some of you out there, if you got a little extra dough, buy those friends and family members memberships to the organizations I just listed. All of those organizations are listed on the Quarantine Crawl page, by the way, which now has 
203 businesses. Wow. Did you hear that? 203 businesses. businesses. That's our Chamber of Commerce. That's fantastic. Gunforhire.com forward slash crawl. Support those who support you. 203 businesses. Now, on there, if you search 2A or activism, all of those groups will come up. So let's share the quarantine crawl page with all our friends and family so we keep it in the family and we don't spend money at anti-gun establishments. We also, there's no big box stores in any of those uh, uh, establishments listed under the quarantine crawl. It's products, services, organizations, and everything. There's, it's all small, salt-of-the-earth people and organizations, okay? So let's discuss that, but let's reach out to all our friends and family members and, you know, like I said, three times, four times removed, go out and say, all right, you need to get a little active now. You need to remember that if you're going to vote for the Dems in November, you're voting to have your guns confiscated or have it made even harder for you to get a gun. I'm dealing with almost 100 people a week coming in, newbies, new guns, new gun owners, million questions, educating them all, giving them the ANJRPC newsletter, CNJFO flyer, telling them what they have to do, telling them about the saw group, telling them about the diversity shoots. You know, we all have, I can't be the only one doing this. We all have, we all have to do this. We all have to start this conversation now. It's our, listen, could you, you always say each one reach one. Could you imagine if we had 2 million gun owners in New Jersey and 30 thousand of them became active right and i'm not talking going down to trenton and rally and stuff like that i'm talking about active joining organizations and voting right and voting to protect their god-given right and their civil right i can't stress this enough also if you're in new jersey tell your friends and family members they should get u.s law shield red flag laws ladies and gentlemen okay (laughs) new gun owners got a sister or a brother who's a socialist or a communist you know a a public worker a teacher or something and you say well i made a decision to buy a gun you know and then one day you 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 threaten you hurt your niece or nephew because they stepped on your roses in the yard your sister will red flag you yep I have seen it. So if you're in New Jersey, you should get U.S. Law Shield. If you're in New York, it's nytacdefense.com. Peter Tillum will cover you in all of New York, the five boroughs in New York State. Please, ladies and gentlemen, let's pass it around to friends and family. Also, John Petrolino's book, Decoding Firearms. Right. Another great primer for everybody. But we need to reach out to these people. Everybody you know that got a gun, bring them to a range, a nice range. Introduce them. Tell them that they have to get, tell them, listen, you do not have to wear an NRA hat or shirt or put a sticker on your car. I don't give a shit. I want you to just get active. I want you to, you know, I talked about this on the other show and uh, customers have come in and said it. Everybody over 18 in your household should have a firearms ID card. Everyone. Napping will say for legality reasons, yep. it's the best way to go. I will tell you for political reasons, our lobbyist in Trenton told us that they, when they do the polls, when our politicians are running, they have access to that data. They can see how many people have FID cards. Listen, we have a small town up here in Bergen County, Old Tapan, Sandy. Mm-hmm. Last year, they had 26 people apply for firearms ID cards. The entire year of 2019. Wow. As of 2020, as of the end of July, 185. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, that's, 185 people. That's and indicative of what's going on in the country. And we still have six months to go. Yeah. I right. need 30, right. 40, or 50 of those people yeah, exactly. to vote our way. We can. Listen, it's not impossible to take back New Jersey. It's not impossible. Right. But the only way we're going to do it is if we get rid of that super majority in the assembly and the senate because you know what else has happened 40 years of democratic rule in the assembly and senate and flaccid republican moderate uh governors that's why the the new jersey supreme court is all liberals well uh, you know you said moderate they were those republicans were not moderate they were well, very liberal but they came across as moderate. Oh, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, in New Jersey, uh, you know, a, a Republican is a Democrat. So Cor- Well, they have to, to get elected. Yeah. All right. Uh, and, you know, the unions run the 
politicians, you know, Sweeney's run by unions. Oh, absolutely. Murphy, Murphy, you know, we're not going to do anything with learning with schools until the NJEA tells him what they want. How about this? How about we don't pay the teachers? Yeah, that's going to happen? Yeah, right. So they're afraid to go to work, but what about all the people that have been working in the shop right I've been going to for the past right. 150 days? Right, not, not, let alone the hospitals, but the, but the shop right and the people stacking the... the I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't do the hospitals because most yeah, people, they, they decided yes, to be but, first, right, exactly, you know, right. frontline people. Yes. And I'm not knocking them, God bless them for what they do, you no, know, but... But we but, made that choice. But, you know, you work in a Home Depot, a Lowe's, or a right. Target, or a right. shop right or something... Right. You're exposed all day, all day long yeah. to people, and, and and you got you took the job, uh, you know, just uh, stocking the produce shelves. Yeah, and you're touching produce that nine thousand other people touched. Right. So go full circle back. We need to get people activated. We need to get them angry. You know, it works psychologically. You know, when people come in here, I'm like, so how'd you like the process? You know, I was treated like a criminal. I had to get fingerprints. They sent a letter to my job. Uh, they asked for two references. They did a mental health background check. And the law said 30 days, but it took 73 days. You know, They you don't even know what the law is. Correct. And they're they're angry because they're counting the days down. That's how I know you're angry. When you tell me your yeah. permit took 73 days, that, that means you're pissed. You know? That's right. And when I hear that, I, I capitalize on that. Sorry, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a gun advocate prostitute here. I capitalize and I'm like, oh, well, keep voting the way you voted previously right you know and then i i hit them with you know average response time for 911 in the country is 11 was 11 minutes mm. before all of this shit that happened before the defund all the cops yeah and the cops like you know they're showing i watch i read the new york post every day they're showing cops walking and driving right by crimes in process wouldn't you yeah i would yeah uh, I mean, yeah, I would, because, you know, I'm going to get out. I'm going to try to break up this fight. I have to worry about people on the street throwing rocks and bottles at me. Mm. And then I have to worry about getting arrested and, and concrete milkshakes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have to get arrested and prosecuted. That's what they're doing in Seattle. They, yeah. use, they fill milkshake containers with concrete. You know, something else close to my heart. Uh, I had a friend, a female friend of the family. She was like 10 years younger than me. Uh, when I was in my uh, late 20s, she had a battle with leukemia. And her mom, did, she was a single mom. She didn't have a lot of money. And when they brought her down to the, is it Johns Hopkins in Maryland, Sandy? Mm-hmm. Yes. When they when they went down to Johns Hopkins, uh, Kathleen's mother, Joan, stayed at the Ronald McDonald house. Yeah. And which if a lot of people don't know, that's my, my other charity besides Canine for Warriors. I've been donating to Ronald McDonald house for about 30 years now. Yeah, me too. And what Ronald McDonald House is, is what they do is, so if you have a child that has to go, like, let's say, to John Hopkins or other, you know, center, and uh, they have housing that the family can stay in while that child is getting treatment for, it could be months or years. Right. They supply food and everything. So if you've gone into McDonald's, you've seen the change thing, donate to Ronald McDonald House or whatever. So that was a charity started by uh, Ray Kroc. Him and his wife never had kids. So Joan had been down uh, when Kathleen was at Johns Hopkins for months at a time. And we went down once to visit. And it was like, a you know, a nice high-end uh, furnished hotel room mm-hmm. with a kitchenette. But they had a cafeteria area. And, you know, they supplied food and everything for these uh, distraught families whose children were battling cancer. Well, the latest rioting in Chicago, the looters... Uh, smashed all the windows and were trying to break into the Ronald McDonald Uh. house in Chicago. And all the kids, uh, the families of the kids were inside terrified. My God. Now, the kids, if they're not, if they have to go into the hospital for outpatient treatment, like daily or weekly, they stay at the Ronald McDonald house with their their family too. So there was actually kids at that Chicago uh, Ronald McDonald house. I wish I was there with a car with a cow catcher on the front. Okay. You always have this car with a cow catcher. I want a car with a cow catcher. <laughs> we have to work on that. Anybody donate a car with a cow catcher? Yes. Oh, my apologies. 
I was wearing my mask because I just got back from a full day of being a good person. I love my mask because it's a simple yet effective way to display my righteousness. Am I concerned that two children in China dropped dead because they were forced to wear masks in gym class? Nope. Am I concerned that we're creating a generation of children who will be socially awkward and conditioned to fear their fellow man? No. Am I concerned that I'm contributing to an impending socialist technocracy that will enslave the global population? Not even a little bit. Am I concerned that my mask is symbolic of my compliance to the social conditioning that will eventually lead to the forced vaccination of every man, woman, and child on planet Earth? Not a chance. And why am I not concerned, you ask? I'm not concerned because I decided a long time ago that shallow and significant gestures are a much easier way to showcase my morality than actually being moral. Because in order to be a real good person, I gotta stand up to a real bad person. And I don't like standing up to or for anything. I've decided that it's much easier to trick my own mind into thinking compliance is a virtue instead of what compliance actually is. Cowardice. I prefer to float through life completely ignorant to the fact that every socialist takeover has always begun in the exact same way. With government overreach, public shaming, censorship, and a toilet paper shortage. Don't believe me? Google toilet paper shortage in communist Russia. Did you think you were having a unique experience? I prefer to pretend history never repeats itself so that I can stand by and turn a blind eye every time history repeats itself. I prefer to call anyone who speaks up, fights back, or stands their ground a lunatic or a conspiracy theorist so that I don't feel obligated to do my own research. Research takes away from me time. And lastly, I prefer to put on my mask and stand among a sea of masks so that I never have to be seen, be free, or reveal the deep dark shadows that lurk within me. And we're back after that public service commercial announcement. Well, Ronald McDonald House is near and dear to my heart. Yes. Uh, she passed away, by the way, of leukemia. Mm. She was only 20. And uh, she fought long and hard, three years. But, uh, yeah, so now you're breaking into uh, charity houses <laughs> where the uh, parents and, and some of the kids are in there frightened to hell because somehow this is uh, improving our stance with social justice or whatever else you may have. So And then destroying all the small businesses. So it really pisses me off. But... Uh, that was my public service announcement. By the way, uh, Sandy and I are have, have an audition next week. They're going to make a movie using live actors of the Muppets, and we're going to be the two old guys in the back of the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> Commenting on all the shit. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. yeah. Be good. yeah wait, oh, gonna... dude, I'd do that for free. <laughs> <laughs> there we was fit no the pay. bill, too, don't we? Yeah, there was no pay. Oh, no. God. Okay, I got it done stretching. All right, so article in Amoland, uh, which we all love Amoland. NRA, ILA, record-setting interest in self-defense in the U.S. This goes right to what I was discussing in our first segment, yeah. okay? So the FBI Nick's office reported 1.12 million total checks related to the sales of handguns, okay, and 557,000 related to long guns. This is so far this year okay yeah okay wait july of 2020 was the third busiest month ever for nicks april and may were the first and second <laughs> okay all right 3.6 million checks in july this is great all right it is actually blowing up we need to get we need to get everybody activated and i'm also concerned about safety obviously all right, uh, because all of these new people that are owning guns are, you know, it scares me. Yep. Because if they're not going to store them properly, if they're going to have an accidental discharge, if, God forbid, a kid or oh, somebody yeah. gets their hands on a firearm, it comes right back to us. Right or wrong? It sure does. Yeah, and I can't really, really tolerate that. It's going to go after us. Here's another one, Sandy. These are great data. This is great data. Arms industry. Gun buys up 95%. Ammo's up 190, 139%. And sales to blacks jump 58%. This is from the National Shooting Sports Foundation. Now, they didn't cover, or they covered um, Asians uh, are up 42%. Hispanic, 49%. And uh, uh, African Americans, 58%. That was the, the absolute highest. 
That was the absolute highest, yeah. yes. I mean, uh, firearms retailers saw a 92% increase in ammunition sales, an 87% increase in uh, firearm sales for the first half of 2020, all right? This is blowing up. I'm telling you, 20. It'll, I'm approaching 29 years in September. Mm. I have never seen this. Wow. And I've seen it all. Yeah, yeah. And you I, really have have. Never, I have never seen this. You've been there for Florio. Yeah. You've been there yeah, for everything. I, yeah. I have never seen this, okay? Wow. I really, really have never seen this. And it's phenomenal, but we all have to uh, spread the word. You know, now uh, your buddy Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, she wants to take all our guns. And, you know, whether you love Trump or not, I have three words for you. Judges, judges, judges. Okay? That's why we need Trump for another four more years. Well, there's, okay? a, there's a lot of new gun owners, um, as evidenced by last week, who uh, don't want those judges and who want to continue uh, seeing all the rest of what what they've been voting for over the years. So I don't know how we contend with that. I know, but people have to think about this. All we have left is the lower court judges, the federal judges. Listen, we know our state Supreme Court, done. We know the U.S. Supreme Court, done. All we have now is the appellate courts and the circuit courts. That's right. all we have left, ladies and gentlemen. Right. So we need Trump for another four more years to continue to appoint judges with Mitch McConnell. We obviously need to keep the Senate as well. If we lose the Senate and the House, we're done. Uh, you know, we're done. And I, well, I'm so tired of forever. being political. Yeah, yeah, done forever. Yeah, done, I am. Done, I, done I, forever. I'm, I'm so tired of it. You know, me too. I, I really am. I'm, <laughs> me too. I'm, I'm, just, and, I'm just tired. And, of and it. I, like I say, it's not, you know, based on what the, my guys were talking about the other day, it's not, you know, and they're from all over the, all over the world. It, and these are guys who are economists who are saying that, you know, this whole great reset thing is all about that. It's all about really controlling. There, there's an opportunity now for national socialists and communists to do what they have always had wet dreams about, and that is taking down America and all of the Western world. And they can do it at all in one shot. This is analogous, according to them, to uh, a world war without the guns and without the shooting. You know, just a perfect opportunity to move borders, to crush uh, financial uh, uh, systems, uh, to get rid of capitalism in their own way. I mean, look at what's going on in, in, in Portland. You're starting to see now where there are groups who are saying uh, not just uh, defund the police and that uh, nonsense. It is to get rid, abolish America. Mm -hmm. So they're taking their, you know, we said this years ago, there's going to come a time when they will take their masks off and say, yeah, I'm a communist. Yeah, I'm a socialist. Screw you. It's a better deal. It's a better whatever. Uh, and that's what the uh, that's what is taken over now. It's coming. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a hard fight. It, it's it's really going to be a hard fight. And honestly, so, if we lose this, if the, uh, we meaning free Americans, if we lose this election, and it is everything is being done right now to 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 stack the deck. I mean, with the mail in mail in ballots. I mean, Christ, can you imagine? They still haven't finished tallying the ballots from the primary right. in New Jersey. Look at what happened in Patterson. Uh, people are going to jail over the fraudulent ballots that were sent in. It's just, you, you, we're going to think that uh, the mail system is going to be able to, <laughs> we're giving up, no country in the world would lax their cis voting system to the, po to the point that the, that the Democrats in Congress want to do it right now. So in New Jersey, you can... Uh stand in line at the DMV for countless hours. You can go to the mall. You can go to Home Depot, Lowe's, ShopRite, but you can't vote in yeah, person. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, you could riot, though. So maybe if we all just rioted and looted. Well, peaceful protest. Way. Oh, yes, right. Peaceful protest. Yeah. They asked Trump about that the other day in New Jersey, about he, he had a group of people that he met with or something, and he's like, it was a peaceful protest. <laughs> yeah, I like when he trolls the press like that. 
There was a, there was a uh, I cannot remember, but I think it's in the San Francisco Bay Area. There was a pastor of a church who went against uh, Governor Moonbeam out there, his directive, and uh, opened up his church and welcomed everybody in the opening services to the peaceful protest for the church. I can't, gee, I can't remember the... Uh, uh, <laughs> Bravo. Forgive well, they're doing the same knowing. thing in New York where bars, you have to sell food if you allow people to sit inside. Yeah. So they, they're selling Cuomo chips, yeah, like yeah, a bag yeah, of potato right. chips. So they said that wasn't good. It has to be food. So they're making like cheese sandwiches. And uh, these other places are making uh, like food, like, you know, like peanut butter and jelly or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you pay a dollar so you could sit and order a drink. And they have an actual uh, food pantry donation bin. Oh, it's great. Which is really, really yeah, enterprising. That That's great. cool. Yeah. So you buy the sandwich. You don't want to eat it. You'll get your drink, and a minute later, you'll put it in the bin, and they, they take it to a food pantry that night. So. Freedom will always find a way. Yes, the government, everything the government touches, they destroy. Yeah. Well, okay? I everything the socialists touch, they destroy like a forest fire. They destroy everything in its path. Everything in its past. So here's some yellow journalists. There's a there, you know, yellow journalism. There's a uh, range up in uh, uh, New York uh, called uh, Rise, uh, Rockland Indoor Shooting and Education. We have a good um, a partnership with us and stuff. And there, the title was, you know, New York gun sales spiked 121% in June. And uh, people bought more guns in June than in the past decade, data show. The FBI ran 52,000 background checks. We discussed this already. And uh, what basically, what this is from the Post, too, which tends to be a little more conservative, right? They had to add this into the article. At the same time gun purchases soared, so did shootings. New York saw 205 oh, shootings in June. Oh, come on. We're going to connect that? The bloodiest in June in 24 Ugh. years, Okay. So researchers at the University of California, Davis, oh, estimate yeah. that an extra 2.1 million guns sold nationwide between March and May of this year are linked to 780 gun-related <laughs> oh, injuries. Come on. Serious. So legal gun owners, right? The legal gun owners are the ones shooting up the streets. There you go. Correct. Right. This came from my buddy Alex Z. sent me this article. Oh. So again, here we are. We're tying in the new gun sales to the spike in crime of course. In, in the inner cities because obviously it's the people that are, that are coming to my range to shoot that went through the entire process. Yeah, they're coming uh, to learn. To use those they're guns. coming Right, they're taking instructions, NRA courses, so they can go out and shoot up a federal building. Yeah, yeah so oh. it, this is all part of yellow journalism. And if that's coming from the Post, I can only imagine oh. what's coming from the Times sure. and the Washington Post. Absolutely. You know, uh, the, the propaganda that's fed people so to scare people and it's not that it's criminals using the guns so out of all that data they have there they're not showing a breakdown of how many were illegal guns and how many were legal you know why because they can't because the data doesn't fit the narrative right that's why it's a bunch of bullshit it is a bunch of bullshit all right so a lot of articles on dissolving the nra all right and most of them are defending the NRA. Listen, whatever the NRA executives are being accused of and not accused of, it will all be sorted out in a court of law in the public forum, okay? But Letitia James's uh, move to dissolve the NRA after she said when she was running that we're all terrorists, domestic terrorists and stuff like that, mm. this is not going to work, okay? So the NRA is one of the most controversial and polarizing organizations in U.S. politics and is particularly revi reviled by the left. I personally can't stand it. This writer is from Lawfare, Alex Rosenstein, uh, Steen, I think, right? He says, I can't stand it, and I don't agree with either of its politics or legal interpretation of the Second Amendment. But that said, it's a mistake to celebrate the lawsuit, even given the cartoonish level of corruption alleged in the complaint. While there's a strong case for removing the NRA's leadership and fundamentally reforming the organization itself, James's attempt to dissolve the NRA in its entirety is a violation of key democratic and rule of law norms and should be troubling to people who value these norms no matter one's place on the political spectrum. Do you agree? Yeah. 
Absolutely. You, you want to dissolve an organization that has 16 million members because you disagree with us politically. If you're if you have civil there's no criminal charges yet, by the way, I don't even know if there will be. You have civil charges or something, then let it play out in the court of law. Right. But, the, you know, reform, but not dissolution. You can't just do this, okay? There are two distinct norms that the lawsuit threatens. The first is that the state should preserve, to the extent possible, the free exchange of ideas in an open political arena. That doesn't, of course, that the means that the NRA or any other political group is above the law simply because it's engaged in politics. But it does mean that a lawsuit threatening to destroy any major political group should be held to a high standard. In particular, the government should bend over backwards, even while it enforces the law, to preserve the institution if at all possible. If the allegations in the complaint are true, okay, uh, James is absolutely right to hold the NRA and his leadership accountable, but the priority should be reform, not disillusion. This, to seek dissolution, especially out of the gate, is to ignore the millions of America for whom the NRA is a vital avenue for political participation. This guy, you know, this guy hates the NRA, mm. and he's a legal scholar, and he wrote this for Lawfare, okay, and his name is Alan, R-O-Z-E-N. S-H-T-E-I-N. He wrote a great article. He's, of course, he's a professor, University of Minnesota Law School. He taught at Georgetown University. He was a special uh, assistant United States attorney, uh, and he's a graduate of Harvard Law School. He ain't no dummy, all right? But he, you know, he says James has not established that the NRA is beyond reform, okay? If, uh, it, using, that same, using that same logic... Probably the most corrupt organization with the most corrupt individuals, and in it would have to be the Democratic Party, the DNC, and the Republican Party would probably be right behind. Right it. behind it, you I, know, it, it, maybe if not ahead of them. So he wrote. Listen to this, uh, what's your name, Randy? Yeah, Randy. In, in an interview published just a week before she won office in eighteen, James called the NRA a terrorist organization. This statement is either hyperbole or does not befit a candidate for the position of chief law enforcement officer of the nation's fourth largest state or shows a worryingly narrow conception of acceptable democratic politics. The NRA is neither the KKK or Al-Qaeda. It does not advocate political violence or plot to overthrow the state or the government. It is a controversial political organization, one like many others, like Planned Parenthood, Greenpeace, PETA, or Black Lives Matter, through which Americans urge over the most important and controversial political issues to the day. To pretend otherwise is to deny the fact that America is a diverse country with diverse political views. I would love to meet this guy. Yeah. Okay, because well, here's an individual who loves the law more than he loves, uh, you know, hyperbolic statements. Yes, correct. So his article is very lengthy, and I recommend every, everybody should, re, should really read it, okay? And then National Review, of course, did an article, Kevin Williamson, and he wrote, uh, one of the scandals of the 1990s never got off the ground was the Democrats had hoped to do away with the much, uh, how much the Red Cross paid its CEO at the time was Elizabeth Dole who had been labor secretary, all right, uh, under the, in the Bush administration. The Red Cross paid Dole $200,000 a year or almost $400,000 in today's dollars, all right? There was never any serious argument that there was, there was anything imp improper about Mrs. Dole's salary, but the kind of payback just feels unseemly to certain people, mostly those who do not themselves make a lot of money and believe they, that they really should. All right. So what he's talking about is now is how everybody is, you know, disgusted about what NR, you know, Wayne LaPierre's salary is. And, you know, this didn't turn out where I was just going to be talking about LaPierre, but I, I'm on the board and you really wouldn't want to live the way Wayne LaPierre lives. You know, he's gotten doxxed a couple of times. He's got it swatted a couple of times where people found out where he lived and they could somebody called up using his phone number saying that he uh, it was his wife and he just shot her. And the police came, and Wayne answered the door in his jammies. Uh, he had a fire in his house once. Uh, he has to travel like Michael Jackson with a hat and sunglasses on because people will scream at him and yell at him in an airport. Uh, and, you know, he has a security detail. And But there's times where I've been outside smoking a cigar at board meetings, and uh, this vehicle pulls up, and a guy gets out with all the bags, and uh, the, the parking garage attendant parks his garage, and I look, and it was Wayne LaPierre. Yeah. All right, so no security detail with him 24-7, but, you know, we're going at, we're, we're vilifying him before he's had his time in court. 
Well, which is what we uh, seem to be the American sport these days. Correct. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids, and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids, and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We used marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. All right, I got I got letters and stuff. I got to talk about stuff because you've been you've been dissing me. Don't forget, Knife Rights has their Legal Blade app, Legal Blade Knife Law app. Uh, don't forget, decoding firearms, John Petrolino on Amazon. If you live in New Jersey, U.S. Law Shield. If you live in New York, New York Tech Defense. Uh, Marty's V Burger. He didn't drop off food yet today. He's slacking. Marty. My goodness. Everybody check out the gunforhire.com forward slash crawl page. 203 businesses. There are about 40 businesses claimed them with the addresses and, and, and they're prettying them up and everything. Hopefully within the next two or three weeks we'll get them all, all claimed and up. Uh, but support those who support you. When you visit an establishment or organization, mention the quarantine crawl. It's free for me. It's free for everybody that's on the site. It's to keep it in the family and support those who support you. You, all, Everybody listening should go to, if you live in the New York metropolitan area especially, should go to the crawl page before they get any product, service, restaurant, anything else. Oh, all absolutely. right. No, no. It, I put a lot of work into this. Matt put a lot of work into it. His son Dylan put a lot of work into it. And I'd like to have all of you involved. So gun people are the best people. Gary Roth and his beautiful wife are moving. Kathy, they're moving to uh, one of the Carolinas. And he has a ton of excessive ammo that he didn't want to move with him. And he came in here with four shopping bags. Two shopping bags for <laughs> wow. Tony Simon diversity shoot. And two shopping bags for uh, the Second Amendment women. That's fantastic. Yes. So the SAW group is finally having a post-COVID meetup for members. 
Okay, we had to cancel it once. Uh, we had to cancel it once for COVID. We had to cancel it a second time because we closed Mondays for the summer. Then we had to cancel it a third time because we were getting hit with a Category 87 tsunami <laughs> or something. So now, finally, Tuesday, August 18th at 7 p.m., $12 to shoot. Everyone is welcome. NRA certified and experienced fire instructors from the club will be available. First time shooters are welcome. Okay, membership is only $30 a year. SawShootingClub.com, S-A-W, ShootingClub.com, okay? Ages 8 and up are welcome, all right? This is it. Everybody's going to be here. I'm also going to give Gary Roth's donation uh, to the ladies of the Saw Group. Everybody out there, you got these new gun owners, your wife, your sister, your aunt, your daughter, a girl that you work with. I can't say girl anymore, right? Uh, A lady that you work with or something. You know what? Introduce them to the saw group. Buy them a membership. It's 30 bucks. They can come down. You know, when they have their port meetup, all of these ladies bring all their guns and they lay them out. Everybody gets to shoot everything. <laughs> okay. And if you're a member of the saw group, if you show your membership, you get a discount at Gun for Hire for memberships and shooting and everything. So you, the $30 you'll get back after two weeks. Oh, definitely. Okay. So their email is sawshootingclub at gmail.com. Their website is sawshootingclub.com. They're also on Facebook. They're also on Instagram. Look them up. Sherry and Sandy will finally be here. It's probably seven months since the last time uh, they've been here. So everybody get involved, please. I got a letter from Jules. Another terrific learning session. My Sandy passed the link to gun permitting in New Jersey to our priests. I don't think you met them because they came to my party late. We just completed the electronic reference for them. They will need advice on what time of type of handguns to purchase. I'm going to try to get to the range at a time when they're not so busy to try different handguns. They are interested in gun safety. I've already talked to them about joining the NRA and U.S. Law Shield. Jules, see what I mean? Right. I should be getting 100 letters a week like this. Right. Okay? Two priests. This is what we need. All right? We need everybody. It's a big tent. I'll take everybody. Okay? Um, Joey Grimaldi sent me his letter again. And, uh, you know, um, uh, he, he wrote that he's, you know, it's, it's really getting bad out there. And we all need to stick together. Uh, it's an explosion of new gun owners. And he's been helping introduce other people to the, uh, to, to the fold. And that's what we need. You keep it up, please, Joey. We need you, okay? Uh, So let's talk about learning, all right? This came from the NSSF. The National Shooting Sports Foundation Justice Department uh, data shows that kids are all right. We're talking about accidents, okay? Mm. Regardless of what the New York Post said about that range, you know, all the gun sales is leading to the spike in crime. But, you know, and the NSSF has Project Child Safe. And uh, that's where you they give out free uh, gun locks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so since Project Child Safe was started many years ago, uh, they've given out almost a half a million locks. Wow. Okay, twenty five point eight million social media impressions and twenty new law enforcement partner, two hundred and forty new law enforcement partners recruited. Every police department I go, I know has a case of cable locks from Project Child Safe. Okay, yeah, Every, right. everybody has them. Right. We have cases of them here. Uh, when people come in, I don't have a lock for my gun. Here's a cable lock. Here's a cable lock. So it was started many years ago by the National Shooting Sports Foundation. And uh, the data has been going down, all right, uh, with child accidents. It continues to trend down. And uh, it's a 55% uh, decrease in firearms-related fatalities among children over the past two decades. That's huge. That's okay, absolutely. That's huge. huge. Yeah. People don't realize that it declined. Okay, let me see. Uh, since record keeping began in 1903. Wow. Okay, yeah, the number of unintentional firearms related fatalities has declined by 47% from 866 intentional fatalities in 1998 to 458 in 2018. Okay, firearms are now involved in fewer than one third percent of all unintentional fatality in the united states this is big data all right firearms are involved in 1.4 percent of unintentional fatalities among children 14 years of age and under 
and are among the least likely types of unintentional fatalities amongst children, which is good. It continues to trend down. It continues to trend down over and over and over again. I'm looking at this now. Uh, unintentional firearms fatalities, the highest rate of decline. This is what we want to see. It's all of us to understand that. So let's talk about this again. I've talked about this before. I'll talk about it again. You bought a gun. You got a friend that bought a gun. You need to safely store it. You need to have access to it, but it needs to be stored. You should not have kids accessible to firearms, okay? Uh, there's plenty of locking devices out there from stamp steel boxes to little safes to, you know, uh, high-tech stuff with biometric, and it'll open off of your iPhone or whatever the hell you want it to do. But your gun needs to be stored. And, you know, I get a lot of... Uh, positive coming back from people telling me you know oh i took your advice and i put my vitamin or i put my prescription bottle in the safe and i open it every morning to get my prescription so i get to practice that's a tip that that's a that could be a life-saving tip absolutely and, uh, sure just muscle memory correct but if you made the commitment to get firearms damn sure you should make the commitment to have proper safe storage of such firearms to prevent an accident from happening because listen it's inevitable accidents are going to happen especially with millions of new Knicks checks and gun owners out there, there's going to be some knucklehead that is going to screw up and it's going to make us all look bad and we're going to see more gun control legislation on top of the gun control legislation. And again, my prediction is in the fall we will see a, a slew of gun control bills in New Jersey because it helps people keep their eyes off the prize. You know, a diversionary tactic. Yeah, right. We're taking your good, we, we're going to go, we're going to lower crime because, you know, Crime has been up with illegal guns and criminals so much, we need to make it harder for law-abiding citizens to own guns. <laughs> it will do nothing to lower crime, but it feels good. You want to lower crime? Maybe stop letting prisoners out of jail. Well, if masks work, why don't we just leave them in prison with masks? Yeah, uh, right. Don't you have social distancing in prison already? Yeah, it's called a cell. Well, there you go. Mm. A cell and a mask. Oh, that's right. We needed to empty the prisons to lock up the business owners right. that were defying the crown. I, I, you know, sometimes I screw up and I don't, I don't understand the logic. No, well, there, that's because there is no logic. There's there no is science, no there's no logic. So, you know, uh, I started writing a book in 2013, and Petrolino pissed me off because he wrote, you know, he finished decoding firearms. So February, I'm going to be 60. So my goal is to have my book finished by the time I'm 60. And uh, for you out there that are interested, the title is going to be Gun for Hire, Protecting Your Most Valuable Assets, You and Your Family. So, working on finishing it up by February. I'm saying it on air now. You know why I'm doing that, Sandy? Just so you got a marker. So I have pressure. Right. I have pressure to get it done. Which uh, you need as a writer. Yeah, I have pressure to finalize it because I've been dragging my feet for seven years. I knocked a big chunk of it out during the 16 weeks in lockdown with COVID. And now I've, I feel I'm at to the point where I can start uh, finalizing it and doing what I have to do. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? I know what you mean. So I'm, uh, I'm really worried about our future. Um, I'm, uh, <laughs> I wish I could just go away because we're just getting beat up, beat up from every aspect in this country. At the federal level, at the state level, I, I'm just so tired of it, you know, uh, between the COVID and gun control and losing the Supreme Court and not having the New Jersey Supreme Court being objective. I mean, they voted unanimously to allow Murphy to borrow that of money. Course. So we have, you know, think about this. If we took a gun challenge to to the state, we know we're going to lose. If we take a gun challenge to the Supreme Court, we know we're going to lose. We People need to uh, arise and, and awaken. I don't know what you think is going on. I'm 59 years old. I don't have kids. Anybody out there who's listening to the show and has kids, you we have to mobilize, man. The time for excuses. I got to work. It's too hot. It's this and that. Th those times are over. Right. I, I'm telling you, we are at this precipice. We are at the cusp right now where the country as we knew it. I mean, I have people coming into my range to shoot that left communist countries, escaped communist right. countries. They and they can't, And they can't believe it's at our doorstep yeah. and we're allowing it. They thought they left it behind. They're the ones who get it because they're the ones who have seen it. These spoiled little 
pieces of garbage out there in the street with their with their riot wear on or their protest wear protest gear that they're going from place to place burning down because they're they're spoiled rotten and have absolutely no clue no education whatsoever about how this country was founded what it means or what it means not to have it because they've never been outside of their mommy's basement are the ones who are so misled, but the people who have been there and have have worked and lived under the ty- uh, tyrannical governments, like they're like they're they're proposing now, uh, they get it and they can't understand it. I remember you you had the same situation where your grandparents came to this country uh, uh, to escape. Uh, you know, a, a, a situation that was far less. America was the, the land of opportunity. It doesn't mean that everybody's going to uh, uh, get a, uh, you know, a free house and, uh, and, and a chicken in every pot type of a nonsense. But it does mean that everyone is capable of getting it if they, if they put their mind to it. And our grandparents knew that. And they came, they risked everything. You know, but we're, we're just sliding backwards. And we, you know, and then we have these indoctrination camps in our country now. You know, it starts from kindergarten. It's starting in kindergarten through, now. You know, yes, absolutely. <laughs> through they're, the doing, they're doing these nonsense white, uh, whatever, whatever it is in uh, uh, California, the mandatory. No, Pennsylvania it was that has mandatory white privilege education happening now in kindergarten. Maybe it's better that the kids aren't allowed back in school. Uh, the teachers are worried about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The teachers are worried about that because they won't be able to indoctrinate them properly, but they're not going to go back or to they're, teaching. Or they're worried that the parents are going to actually find out what the hell is being taught. One of my followers on uh, Facebook wrote uh, that uh, she had... So if we go back to teaching, we're going to have to wear gloves, a mask, and, and you know, Fauci wants everybody wearing goggles or a face shield. You know, and she wrote a put a question mark after it. So I wrote to her. I said, "You might as well take up welding." <laughs> might as well because it just well, you know, it's interesting. There was, you know, you did your learning segment. The the um, Duke University uh, did a study last week on uh, you know masks themselves, and it, it was really a study to show everybody else around the world how cheaply it could be done to, you know, to see the uh, efficacy and efficiency of masks. And uh, they found out some pretty interesting things. You know, those um, the the N95 masks they found, you know, are pretty much like we knew um, if they're worn properly, uh, the best performing. Right. Uh, and the absolute worst performing were those uh, gator masks, you know, the, the bandana kind of gator masks. They actually found that those masks do more harm than good. They actually break up the particulate and spread it even further. Um, so, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But the, the whole mask wearing uh, issue, you know, is so controversial and I'm, I'm just trying to figure out why. But, um, you know, I don't... Oh, I got breaking news. Yeah? Dwayne Liptak from Magpul just posted. He's an NRA board member as well. Congratulations to the NRA and the California Rifle and Pistol Association and to every gun owner in California. Today, the Ninth Circuit decided to uphold the lower court decision in Duncan versus Becerra, ruling that ownership and possession of standard capacity magazines in California was both protected under the Second Amendment and that strict scrutiny was the correct standard to apply in interpretation. This is a big, big step forward. Now, of course, what's going to happen is the state will apply for an en banc hearing of the case so we're not out of the woods with this yet so we don't have a mag holiday the same thing could happen to us in uh the third circuit we're waiting for our mag case right now in the third circuit you know yeah so uh you know this is beautiful 
Uh, this is beautiful news for us. Well, so what has the NRA done for us lately? So this case is good. So, but we're going to get an en banc, and it will uh, it will definitely be overturned. You, you know what I mean? We'll see what happens. Because if it goes to the Supreme Court, you know what's going to happen. Roberts is going to say we don't want to hear it because I don't <laughs> right. I don't want anybody harassing me at my country club when I'm at the uh, the ninth hole uh, turn or whatever the hell is going on. Oh wait, I was appointed to be the Supreme Court justice to uh, be polarized and make decisions. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I don't want that job. Right. Okay. Thank I, you, that's George not what Bush. I want. I just want the perks of the job. I don't want the responsibilities to go with it. That's a bunch of bullshit, you know. So, but that's good news out of the uh, out of the Ninth Circuit. That's incredible. But we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Wow. God bless. This is good. Good news for California, man. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Listen, everybody. Classes are listed. Utah classes are listed. Uh, if you need your fingerprints for your Florida or non-resident carry permits, the times and dates are listed on the site. NRA instructor courses are coming in about two months. RSO, CRSO, BIT, rifle, pistol, shotgun. You want to be a certified instructor? Make sure you're on our mailing list. And, of course, gunforhire.com forward slash crawl. Support those who support you. It's our Chamber of Commerce. I'm done. Well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a Counterthink Media production. The music is in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, who is done, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Like Anthony said, each one, reach one, all these new gun owners, it's your opportunity to get a hold of them, teach them right, show them the right way right from the beginning. They won't develop bad habits. We love you guys. See you next week. Visit the crawl page. 